good evening to another episode of Swimming with the Fish, where uh, we're going to be discussing um, what has probably been one of the longest weeks of the year. Uh, this is Crutch, and I welcome you one and all to our fun little gathering. We're running a little late this week. Uh, we originally had planned to delay the show uh, because, of course, Wednesday was Valentine's Day, and then, of course, all Hades broke loose. Um, so today, Goon, how you doing, Goon? Uh, achy, but I'm here. And and the Chief. Chief, how are you? I am celebrating my uh, ancestry with my father. <laughs> we'll be getting into why the Chief has suddenly uh, developed a Wakandan accent in a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so this is, of course, uh, the 17th, Saturday the 17th. And uh, as probably anybody on the planet knows, uh, we had a rather significant significantly bad event on uh, Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday, February 14th, where um, there was a, uh, a massive loss of life at a high school in Florida. 17 people. I've tried not to listen to any of the news because I wanted to come into tonight with kind of a fresh, not furious aspect um, but unfortunately, some things leaked through, so I'm a little ticked off, and I'll I'll get to that a little bit later. But this is um, we're going to kind of let you're, goon, you're not goon. you're not alone. <laughs> we're going to kind of let Goon run this one, uh, mostly because <clears throat> the Wakandan was busy watching movies, and this isn't his week to do anything. And um, I totally dropped the ball, so I thought we're just going to leave it to the Goon to run the show tonight. So Goon, take it away. Wow, it's really nice that you told me that just then for our audience. I believe that you work best when you are under immense amounts of pressure. Okay, guess, well, hold on. It's a good thing that I provided data behind <laughs> some of the information that we'll be talking about then, huh? Indeed, indeed, and I thank you and for I, that. Mostly I'm just going to sit and, and enjoy my, um, I don't know what, I'm just going to enjoy my privilege, I guess. So... <laughs> So, on Valentine's Day, we have this... Boy, it's tough for me to not get really, you know, to just let the anger flow and join the dark side of the force. True enough. Over this uh, uh, man in Florida who went back to his former high school. Recent graduate, I believe, like perhaps last year. Was he graduate or just finally they stopped chucking him out? You know, I don't really know. I assumed... Given his age, and I thought I said I thought I found something that said he was a graduate of the school. Anyway, he'd been going there a lot. He'd been going there for at least four years. The kids all knew him, right? And you know what they usually say, right? When when a killing like this has, and somebody somebody does a mass murder, right? It's and always they, they, the quiet ones, right? He was a quiet man. Uh, we didn't Kept think this himself. could happen. Yeah, shocked, deeply shocked, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that isn't what the students are saying. No. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we told everybody it was going to be this guy. We told the sheriff. We told this guy. We told that guy. Some some person on YouTube even told the FBI. Oh, wow. Can you get me started on that one? It was more than one person. Yeah. So, which brings us to a, a question of when do you do something about it? Now... Some one of the things that uh, has only been in two of the references to this event that I've seen is that a 
freshman 15-year-old was walking up the stairs when he saw the person loading up the weapons and was told that he better leave because it's about to get messy. And he ran out and didn't tell anyone, didn't try to stop him, didn't do anything. So that it, so if we go through all the hindsight failures, <coughs> when, you, of course, you have all the times that the, that the police have been called on this person, that the FBI have been notified of this person, but the last chance to stop what happened was with that one person. And that was fear. Yeah, I mean... I, I, if that I, had been I don't... a teacher, I totally get your point, Chief, but I'm I'm having trouble throwing this all on the back of a scared fifteen year old person kid. I'm I mean, you're Chief, you're hundred percent right. He should have run out and then done the right thing with that cell phone that they all carry. Right. Call nine one one. You can you, you know, I, I mean I'm sure he was scared. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be scared. Yeah. If 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 that if that was a teacher, you know, hey yo teach, you should leave right now because I'm about to blast the place up. And the teach left. Oh yeah, that that guy gets pilloried for the rest of his life. Yeah, you know, adults should know better. Well, you know, you know, you say that, but I understand that you have not been through uh, the the same types of schools that I have. No. And very <laughs> true. And as it was pointed out to me uh, in one of the school systems, which was predominantly minority, the reason why something like this wouldn't happen is because. Uh, there's still fear that is not a that's you know a given mm-hmm. but a lot of the people have a deeper uh, hardening so you have a fight or flight right the first thing sure. you're doing is you're processing it but right. the majority of the places that I went they were armed as well not with guns but with knives if a person is loading both of their hands are occupied oh you could have shivved them sure and that is actually what happened the time that uh, people brought guns to school during an, uh, during a home game, and <laughs> I don't, I don't re- know if you guys remember in 1995 the stabbing at Einstein High School. That's uh, the that's what kind that's the kind of stuff that would happen. No, so, I, I do I do remember the one at uh, Blake, but that was uh, only a couple of years ago, four maybe, right? Three. So, but so the point is that. And all, every school that we have heard this from Columbine to Sandy Hook to here, mm-hmm. there is something that has been missing. And that is, it, you look at all the people that were that were shot, and you look at all the people that are affected, and there's a, it, maybe it's just my recollection of things, but there's not a lot of. Uh, oppressed minority mugshots because no, every- that's very true it's the same reason that they say the Russians never invaded the continental United States because they didn't know where all the guns were and they're like heck every home there has guns that would be the Japanese the Russians wouldn't care no that's during true. the during the Cold War I'd heard that attributed to the Russians no that was the Japanese that was, that was actually the the Japanese yeah it was about the same time when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor because the Red Scare, the Russians were here, and and they were probably supplying some of the guns too. So you know. <laughs> Thank you for casting me in the uh, John Belushi role. There you go. While I do look somewhat like him, I I don't have the dependency that he has had. Had. His only dependency right now is uh, 
his uh, gravity as <laughs> as his meat parts you're, settle. You're that you're not going to be able to get out of that gracefully. Just let it go. No, I just yeah, he's sloughing off his mortal coil. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah, so he, just, he did that a long time ago. Well, that's probably true. I don't know. I have no idea how long it takes you know for you to become skin and bones or just bones. All right. So point being <laughs> that something bad happened. Many many ways that it could have been stopped were not uh, seized upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, some there's a, as you have pointed out. You know, even if the kid saw it, had a chance, was carrying a knife, uh, still ran out. It is his only actual responsibility would be to call the authorities or alert someone, which he may have done and or may not. I don't. I mean, again, they don't go into that, but the people whose responsibility it was being the FBI, even being the, because uh, I don't know how many, uh, like, we know it was 30 sometimes he had been called into. Yeah. When you get, right, the, the police had been to his house more than 30 times over the past year or so. Right, so if he got it in, in if he got the, the gun that he used this in 2017, as soon as you have something against you, that should be put inside the database that is that every time a person purchases a gun it's looked up so even if it just takes more time to do a background check and see hey does this person have any other you know calls against him things like that that is the process that was in place to protect the rest of the country from things like this and yet something went wrong now i thought the most eloquent thing would be uh, uh, Steve Scalise. Because mm-hmm. all of us can say, well, it hasn't happened. I mean, I have had guns pulled on me before and robbed at gunpoint and stuff like that. But, you know, most people don't go to the places that I go to. So I understand. <laughs> the, like the... us, we don't we don't go with you to the, those places. <laughs> Mostly because he doesn't invite us. Okay, I can the next time. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to graciously decline ahead of time. <laughs> so point Thank being... you, no. <laughs> He, he said no amount of legislation would have stopped it. And, and that is true. Agreed. The only thing that you can put in place are the safeguards, which... Uh, which fail. Yes, safeguards oh. fail when people don't follow. You know, like, hey, right. leave and when and there's a fire. And, uh, no, I, sh- I got to finish that last sip no, of... this Kavassi. is fine right here. This <laughs> yeah. is good. This is all well, fine. Well, right. you, know, you, you know what? We see that. You bring up a very interesting analogy, Chief. You um, you, we, we don't all work in the exact same office right now. Um, so I don't we know miss if you, you ever, When we did, did you ever happen to see my reaction when the fire alarm would go off, drill, whatever? No. Do you happen to know what my reaction is? No. I'm assuming you got up and walked out. Immediately. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. I stop what I'm doing. I look at the people around and say, leave now in a commanding goon-like voice. I, I went down and ripped out all the power cords. <laughs> and, and I leave. And took them with me. And God help you if you're in front of me on the stairway. <laughs> this, is you, not, this is not, this is like bowling for dollars. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you know why I do that? Uh, because you're more important than they are. No, How because... Fast, how fast does a fire grow? In a uh, depends on how much I'm oxygen. Gonna let, is being I'm going to let Goon answer this because he's our resident pyro. Expert. Doubles, 
doubles about every doubles in size about every thirty seconds. Now see, it's not because he's a pyro, but because he was a volunteer I, firefighter. I was correct? a fireman. Have you have I, you ever I, been in I the said building? He was a pyro time? expert, not a pyro. <laughs> yes, you did. I mean, have you guys ever been in a burning building? Because I have, and you know what? That'll that make you pee. Your, it'll make you pee your pants. Even with all the protective gear on, it is a scary thing. I did it. People are like, oh, I'm not scared. I don't know. Those people have something wrong in their brains because I was plenty scared. Mm. Well, that's um, because and, you had something to live for. And some of us, <laughs> you know, when we are confronted with stuff like that, we're like, it can't get much worse than this. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, I, I mean, Let's you're see, right. Burning though, building, rest of my life. They, hmm. won't, they won't leave. And, you know, this is the, the some of that goes on. And, of course, we know that the gun control nuts are all, all starting their engines and the wine is commencing. They, they started before the bodies were even removed from the school. And, you know, I, I thought about something. Can you guys, you guys can tell me if you think I'm crazy after crazy. I give you the statement. <laughs> I, knew, I knew we were going there. He didn't even take a breath. Yeah. Crushed. Just wait. Okay. Thank you. Just wait. You know, just for that, you're right. You interrupted me. I'm sorry. I know, but but you have to take your punishment. Okay. There. Um. Loss of thought. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> Rebooting. Where? <laughs> uh, in sync. <laughs> you have completely nonplussed me now. Oh, uh, we kind of need that. It's a very heavy topic. The the Constitution. <laughs> oh wow! The Second Amendment. <laughs> right, Sorry, which yes. is the which is commonly called the right to bear arms. Yes, it is. And the gun control people say, well, that doesn't mean you can't. You know, that doesn't say you should have your own guns. It does, except for, you know, I would agree with them if it said the right to bear arms. But that isn't what it says. There's another word. Hmm. And but for that one word, keep and bear arms, mm-hmm. I would, I might be forced to agree with the gun control uh, folks. But you know what? The founding fathers said keep. Well, where did you expect we were going to keep them? If you say bear arms, sure, we could, we could be in a militia or something like that. But I'm going to be keeping those arms in my house for my protection. Or on my person for my protection. I'm keeping them somewhere. Because or, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Bravo, sir. Bravo. And if that's not saying the police do a poor job, please no one mistake that. They can't be everywhere. Otherwise, Absolutely. we'd have a violation of the Fourth Amendment where I'd have to have them in my house. And that would cost a lot in coffee and donuts. Well, that wouldn't be the Fourth because they... Fourth would that protect you from you searching and seizing. Uh, I'm sorry, it's the Third Amendment. Yes, you would not have to house. <laughs> but that's only in What's a time a of war, too, right? I mean, we're... Yeah, quartering is... Right. Okay, so we're, we're not at war. It's okay they come in and eat you out of house and home. Well, we're constantly at war. Again. And you're constantly again. being eaten out of house and home. For my officer brothers, yes, that was a jab from a former firefighter. <laughs> what, what else did you expect? Good point. So... What, what have we learned here about this? Now, <clears throat> I present information which will, of course, be on our site, which you can go to swimmingwiththe.fish if you're not already there listening through Chief. our wonderful... <laughs> Chief! 
A shameless plug from the chief. Oh, please mark the date and time. That is awesome. I oh. feel so. I there's hope. We have that links. You will, that you will become a rampant <laughs> capitalist. Uh, never going to happen. But we have <laughs> we have links to where the United States stands. Because if you were just to listen to the news, you would think that we are the only ones that this happens to. And we have the most gun deaths because we have the most guns, which means we have the most gun violence. Exactly. Now, it is of true. Course, that's obvious. It's, you know, it's settled science, as, um, as they say. So we do have the most guns per capita, which is what prevented Japan from coming over here. Ain't but that the truth? out of all the countries, we're around the 31st in gun deaths. Now, really, it's it's amazing, and a lot of those socialist, uh, left-leaning countries are up top. So, what does that tell you? Except that. Bad people are going to do bad things. If, right. If they have access to it, then that's what they're going to use. If you don't have a gun, you have a knife. If you don't have a knife, you have a bat. If you don't have a bat, there's always a rock. You know, and if you don't have a rock, maybe you have a pressure cooker. Whatever you get your hands on is what you're going to use. because right. You can break off a sharp piece of plastic from some household item and stab them in the eye with it. Or you could go get a beer, smash the bottle, and now you've got... That would- that would sort of sort of distract me, personally. <laughs> Breaking the beer bottle? I, the beer? I, no, I'd, I'd like open the beer and then go, you know, I'm not really that angry. Maybe I'll just sit down. And just... <laughs> well, that would stop you. If only, if only alcohol would stop everyone. Yeah, usually it incites instead of... That's what <laughs> Usually it could be part of the problem. But it's, um, it is amazing. Um, and... There were so many incidents, and and I got on, I don't know, for those of you who follow our Twitter account, you'll notice that I've been ranting for the last few days about <clears throat> about the press and how they've been covering this. Well, we all know they have a, a bent, so obviously it's all it's called President the Trump's fault. It's called the narrative. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all President Trump's fault. The NRA has blood on their hands. La, 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 la. Is there that protesting expect, there right now, by the way? Right. That, that's that's that I expect. What really irked me, I guess that's the nicest way to put it, considering how I felt at the time, was the situations where you've got some local reporter from the local Florida NBC station jamming a microphone in the face of a woman whose child, who is right next to her, is obviously distraught beyond words. And instead of giving the woman time to comfort her child, she's got, you know, a Sennhauser up her nose. You know, tell me how you felt when you heard that people were shooting up your son's school. And little boy, tell me how you felt when you had to walk by the bodies. And when they thought they were finished and started to walk away, you hear the, I don't know, the, the, the station manager, get him back on. We have other more questions for the boy. And I'm like guys and gals because we have both men and lady reporters pulling these shenanigans this is not your opportunity to get a cushy dc or new york gig you're there to report a horrific incident have some class but i might be asking too much you you are 
you are. That just isn't going to happen in today's journalism, and I, I wish it weren't true. But it they is. got one color left, yellow. That's all they got. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I also found an article from the journalists about, I wanted to know, how, did, how do these people get their guns? Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the article I found was from the New York Times, so it does face the narrative. I had no idea you owned a bird. The uh, I, um, you know, I use the digital copy because yes. I don't have a bird. Otherwise, okay. otherwise, I tried using it myself, and I find that the newsprint is a little harsh. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's a little little rough. <laughs> Just saying, it's it's almost that rough to read. Yeah, but I did try. Thanks for uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, dinner, easy boy. <laughs> their their answer is, oh, all the guns were purchased legally. And first, they show um, uh, they they show for the uh, Florida shooting that mm-hmm. it was a Smith and Wesson M and P semi-automatic rifle, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is what is pictured here. I'm not sure. I, I notice that they only picked the mass shootings where, quote, people got things legally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy at the Texas church uh, used an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it you know, it doesn't say where he got it. I assume it's legal because they have highlighted that he passed a federal background check. But I noticed that uh, um, Sandy Hook, Connecticut isn't mentioned here in this article. Right, because he stole what? the guns from his parents, right? Right. Um, the Las Vegas guy is here um, because he did get his guns legally, and I, I agree with that. But then the couple, uh, the guy from Orlando, Florida, okay, he got his gun legally. Um, but the couple in Florida, or in the California that shot up the, uh, uh, the, the uh, holiday party? The business, the business, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they got their guns legally. Well, not so. Even by their own article, they got two legally, and then they got their neighbors to buy two more for them. But now Chief kind of told me before the show that that's called a straw man purchase, and it is it is legal. It is illegal. It is illegal. A, yes. It is, it is illegal to do a straw crazy man. Crazy yes. illegal. Yes. yes. That is the, <laughs> that's the equivalent of having, you know, some adult buy booze for minors. Oh, okay. I, I misunderstood you, Chief. You must have, because I was wondering why you kept saying that this was okay, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" I, 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 I did. I totally, I totally misunderstood where you were going there, because I really don't know what the gun laws are. Um, but you know, this one slanted. I would put that one in the illegal category, um, as I believe Columbine was. Uh, there's one here where the uh, shooter used his father's pistol. Again, that's a uh, Sandy Hook kind of uh, thing. That's illegal, obtaining a weapon illegally. Uh, so, there, I mean, yeah, I mean, we there are laws on the books, and if and if everybody had done what they were supposed to, in this particular instance, with regard to procedures and legal requirements, maybe Wednesday doesn't happen, because maybe he gets a visit. And he goes downtown, and maybe somebody does a psych eval, and then they decide to hold him for 72 hours. In which case, he might be getting out right now, and he wouldn't have any guns. Who well, knows yeah. how that would have played out if I, somebody I, I, had just done their friggin' job about a month ago. Yeah, we do need a discussion about what to do about this, because if you've heard any 
of the high school students, you know, they're very angry and they're like, we need to feel safe going to school. I, I, I couldn't agree more. But banning all guns isn't going to make you any safer, not a whit. It's going to make you feel, it's going to give you the ruse of safety, but it's going to give you nothing. Um, do we, the the sheriff there in, uh, is it Broward County in Florida? I think it is. Yeah, it's Broward County. Uh, sheriff Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, I, I want to be able to go and bring somebody in and question them based on their uh, Facebook posts. And I went, ugh. I don't know, man. That's so hard to... That's so borderline on a fascist dictatorship kind of state that I, I'm concerned about that. I don't know how you balance that. I, I see what he's saying. I, I understand. Here's... here's I, I understand where you're going with this, Goon, but let me, let me propose an alternative scenario for you. Um, student stands in the middle of the cafeteria, Right? He's in the middle of the cafeteria. He's a student. And he says, in the middle of the cafeteria, I'm coming back tomorrow armed, and I'm going to shoot you all. You know very well that the authorities of the school will have him in the front office, and the sheriff will be down there questioning him in about eight minutes. You would hope. Okay. So saying that in a public venue, as far as I'm concerned, is the same thing as when you say it on Facebook. That that is true. Making... There are people that say, man, I just want to die, or man, I'm going to kill you. And and you can, per context, tell whether they are venting, being lighthearted, or whatever. But if you say, when I come in tomorrow, everyone dies, that is much different and, right. and needs to be treated much differently. If right. I mean, you cannot, in, if you can't do it in person, you should not be able to do it online you make a direct threat uh stalking or anything else saying you know you better keep one eye open when you sleep that is a threat can you do that yes but if you say tomorrow at eight o'clock when you see the red dot on your chest you know that's it you can't do that you know that and and unfortunately even today what happens someone makes a a direct threat like that you get what a restraining order against the person well if they are planning on hitting you from a hundred yards away, then that restraining order. <laughs> yeah. That restraining order is, is something else that, that goon can try to use. I, I have, you, you, you know how I feel about restraining orders. They are, they're yeah. useless. They're, they they're, are a, they're the paper they're printed on. Yeah. They are a legal. It's a feel thing. good. It's a legal feel good thing. Oh, well the judge gave him a restraining order. By golly, everything's solved. Yeah, yeah, because a crazy person's certainly going to honor that. Yeah, or a sure, criminal. Betcha. Right. Oh, yes, Your Honor. Oh, well, now that you've explained it to me. Absolutely. By God, you have that paper? Woohoo, it's like kryptonite. No. Not even close. What restrains you is something that binds you. Like if I handcuffed you to your house, that right. would be restrained. My type of restraining order is to hire a large man uh, with a with a poor attitude to stand outside my house and guard my family. (laughs) Anybody comes in that you don't know, Bruno, get him. (laughs) Bruno, huh? Bruno. (laughs) I was trying to be kind to a crutch. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to call him Sal. But what I really want is, like, (laughs) Sal from the Sopranos. Uh, Nice. Nice. That's okay. Hey, you know. I was trying. 
You tried. I was, tr- you tried. You, I was you trying. It. I was trying to be nice, but it you lasted know, eleven, twelve seconds. It yeah, was, in my nice in try. my heart of hearts, you know who I want. Yes. Hey, who are you? <laughs> you want you want that guy that like uh, runs a, a legitimate establishment. He's a, right. he's a he's a legitimate businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> Wears a suit and a right. Beretta. That's right. Goes to church every Sunday. Uh, it does. Crosses Loves himself his three more times. Loves you know, his mother. You know what? After somebody you know has an accident and gets shot 15, 16 times, In he'll probably he probably make him make the sign of the cross as he walks away. <laughs> probably. Probably. See how much they care, huh? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's class right there. So we have politicians suggesting new laws that won't be fulfilled any more than the current ones. We have reporters trying to make their break into network TV on the backs of uh, so many innocent lives. Um, We really have no answer for this. Funny, you know, I am old enough to remember mental institutions. You know, like the one you I'm, broke I'm, out of. Right? Well, there's there was that would be the starting one, sure. Um, sure, there was one near me. Or, Chief, or... you know, thanks. <laughs> I'll remember that. It's not a threat. <laughs> I think what he's saying is, Chief, it's really too bad. The voices were just starting to like you. <laughs> you know, we had a consensus. It was it was a five four vote, but you know, anyway. But it was going in your favor, so. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, swing votes are swing votes. What can I say? But, you know, we had that, that, uh, that, uh, well, that was like in the 70s, wasn't it, Coon? Everybody decided that the mental institutions were horrible and we needed to have all of, everybody with every possible diagnosis across the entire, what is it, the DSM? If I'm not mistaken, yes, the DSM. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I, um, out in the public because, you know, they needed to reintegrate and feel like they're part of the community and whatever. I mean, we had uh, up in Connecticut where uh, I hail from, we had a place called the Mansfield Training School. Mm. And it was a pretty large complex with dormitories and buildings and such that I thought growing up was trying to make people with various mental illnesses or disabilities or you know to some people could actually come into society and they would try to teach them a skill or get them in there and we even went on school trips to like the workshops where these folks were to kind of see what they were doing Mm -hmm. and to learn about well here's what goes on here and i mean there were other buildings where with fences and guards around them where they said yeah the people in there they're not ready to meet meet everybody else just yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you know was that system bad I I don't know but it seems to have worked better than this system it's it's kind of like you know we go back to that whole issue of um, you know when uh, people who are in this country illegally commit a crime and everybody says oh well you can't blame all illegals and I'm like well if they weren't here, that crime would not have been committed. That's a laws of physics kind of thing. You know, if you have a mental condition that makes it hard for you to work around other people and you're not around other people, the odds of you harming them goes to zero. This Good is point. true. This whole, this whole yeah. thing is just so depressing. It is. We need something to, um, to lighten up the show a little bit. So, hey, 
Um, although, you know, it was a horrific day, it was also, in fact, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day. And um, I, uh, I did something a little different this year for Valentine's Day. My, my beloved wife uh, has sort of put a prohibition on flowers and uh, jewelry, which is good. Um, candy is like, well, you did that last year kind of thing. So um, shameless plug for a company that is not sponsoring us, but we can always hope. Um, went to this company called uh, Vermont Brownies and, uh, and ordered a, a little sampler box. And uh, it turns out they've been very popular. So yay team, thank you very much Vermont Brownies for allowing me to come up with something new and different this year for Valentine's Day. Good. You go, what did, what did, you, go you woodchucks up there in Vermont. <laughs> woodchucks. Are there a lot of woodchucks in Vermont? That's kind of what they call Vermonters. Is it the teeth? I'm not sure. It's just sort of the the They're flannel, the flannel, the, the flannel jacket, and the the attitude. Keep Vermont weird. I love I, Vermont. I, I and to all my saw. Vermont relatives, don't be mad at me. This was intended to be a compliment. I was about to say, so I've don't call seen... and yell. <laughs> wow, <clears throat> he's a little touchy about this. I've never seen a woodchuck in a, in a in a flannel shirt though. Okay, well, whatever. Okay. What what did I do? What did, I, I asked first. I I sing in. Don't you remember? Oh gosh, poor goon. <laughs> he doesn't remember, Chief. You're, you're not letting him talk again. I'm sorry. I'm once waiting. It, once again. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I I delivered singing Valentines with my acapella group. Aww. Which um is you just never know what is going to happen. Uh, one of our one of our singing valentines was um, a grandma and grandpa gave a singing valentine to their granddaughter who was, I don't know, eight maybe. Oh, how cute! And so we go in, and oh my goodness, what a what a sweet child! Really? And she was you mean really, really, yeah. Okay, because I oh. heard about this sweet child on a plane, an eight-hour ride <laughs> from Germany to Jersey, which in, in itself is already a trip to hell. <laughs> And and this kid screamed, literally screamed like the exorcist for eight straight hours. And let me guess, mom and dad did nothing. Mom did absolutely nothing. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry, I well, digress. Go well, ahead. This child well, this, was obviously much better. This child was well-behaved and attentive and listened to us and applauded for us and treated us well. And we even had our picture taken with her, both oh, for cool. them and to shamelessly self-promote singing Valentine's next year on our website. There you so go. that was wonderful. Oh. Oh, and I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but um, her mom was also very pretty, which was a little distracting for me to try and sing. <laughs> She's a very tall woman, like my height. Look me uh, straight straight in the eye. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Um, while they were, they were customers, don't you actually know the grandfather? I do. And did not the granddaughter have a comment? That, what that, the silence talking, means he's forgotten. Well, oh, wow. well I'm not you sure. You told me you that she said that you guys sing even better than Poppy. She did tell us that. Yes, she did. <laughs> she said she started out saying, you sing just like Poppy. or you, This is like what Poppy does. And we said, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we sing with him. He just couldn't be here for this one. Uh, and at the end, she goes, wow, you sing even better than Poppy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Poppy. Uh I don't know that that's I don't know that, I don't know that that's necessarily true that we sing better than he does. He's a he's quite a good singer. Oh, uh, okay. 
but so we did that. We had another one. My my favorite probably of the evening is we go up to the house, and it's in a trendy section of the District of Columbia. You know where where hipsters have remade these wonderful old row houses. And my goodness, was this place gorgeously done. You know, the original wood floors and everything. And when we get to the door, a woman comes to the door, and I can't remember the exact name, and I shouldn't use the right name anyway, but it's like, yes, we're here for for Sally. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, there's no Sally here. We look at each other. This is also the last one on our run, so... We have no more cards. We have no more anything. So if we've done something wrong or filled something out wrong, we're sunk. Mm-mm. Gee, do you know Bob? Mm-hmm. Why, yes. Why, yes. Bob's my boyfriend. Okay, now what do we do? And we're like, okay, look. Bob, he doesn't speak clearly when he talked to our ordering person on the phone. We're going to call him Mushmouth. And he gave him the wrong name. You're Ooh. really Susie. Oh. So this card that we're going to give you from Bob has another woman's name on it. It's not because Bob is cheating on you. It's because we're morons and he slurs his words. And, oh, and always that go worked. with the I'm slightly deaf dis- excuse. Well, the, some of us are pretty ancient, so yeah, we could have gotten away with that. Um but uh, but we she let us in and we we did our performance and I must say um it's probably the best single home I've ever sung in. We sing the first note, and it sounds like we're in a professional music hall. Really? In and I mean, house? I, yeah. Yeah, and we look around afterwards when we're done, it almost echoes off into the distance. It made us sound ten times as good as we actually are. <laughs> uh, and location, uh, and she looked at us and she goes, location. she's like, you guys are enjoying yourselves. I go, ma'am, this is the best living room we have ever sung in. I can't believe how you ought to bring people in charge money for concerts and have them perform right here <laughs> now did she have like any drapes or were the walls plain i mean what were your like so, you know echo the, the walls were plain it wasn't minimalist but it wasn't cluttered mm-hmm. and it was uh a old like i would say 30s or 40s perhaps even earlier hardwood floors you know oh, the yeah, wide wide plank highly polished floors mm-hmm. and the ceilings were um you know they were better than nine feet 10 11 foot ceilings so you got a lot of you got a lot of air. You got hard surfaces. Yeah, you guys were in echo chamber. <laughs> got a lot of got a lot of places for the sound to bounce off of and interact with itself and make it even prettier. Very so nice. that's what I did on my Valentine's Day. And even though uh, 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 my bride, the hurricane, knows on most Valentine's days I'm not going to be with her, even though it's the day I proposed, she puts Aww. up with it. And we pick another day. Did you do that just so you'd remember it? Um, no, I'm I'm a closet romantic. Do we have to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can we can leave it alone right now. My gosh, because yes, I I actually yes, proposed and you'll, on, and you'll bring it back up later. Sometime absolutely, I'm already writing notes down. I, no, I proposed on Thanksgiving because I wanted to make sure I'd remember the day. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I'm always thankful. See how that works. Well, well, let's see. And and the other thing, the other good thing that happened this week. Speaking of concert halls, mm-hmm. uh, we're proud of you, Goon Child, who uh, performed a concert with her college's uh, woodwind ensemble at Carnegie Hall. Outstanding! Wow. And, and that's what she said. She said it was. I now know somebody who knows somebody who performed at Carnegie Hall. That's right. And when she comes home for summer, I'll introduce you, and then you can say you know somebody that performed at Carnegie Hall. 
I'm I'm pretty touched with the two degrees degrees of separation now. I've always thought you're a little touched. Well, there's that too. <laughs> hey, Chief. You notice I'm silent in most of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You found it a little too privileged. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't that. It wasn't that at all. But I will say this. Well, I am glad that you were able to celebrate what you celebrated and had a good time in doing so. Mm-hmm. We must remember that there that this is it's a made up American tradition that isn't followed everywhere, so not mm-hmm. everyone follows it. No. I would it was say invented probably, by the card company. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere else, really. Yep, so when when I don't and people stare at me, I go, what is the point? The person doesn't expect it so and, and will not reciprocate it. So there's it it is a it is it was known as Wednesday to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also um it was also Ash Wednesday, so uh those of us who are um um persuaded to be Catholic or of the Catholic persuasion or however you want to refer to it. Um, well, Persuaded. It sounds. It sounds like some Italian cardinals came to your house and went, "Hey, guess what? You're, You're going to be a Catholic." Yeah. Um, so those of us, uh, you know, got the ash on the forehead in the sign of the cross. Um, I'll be honest with you. Some priests are a little more subtle than others. Um, for example, um, I saw one lady. It looked like she had just a little dot where you know you kind of think maybe the priest just get a little thumb cross. Um, I happened to go to the bank Wednesday afternoon on my way home from work, and uh, the teller uh, looked like, um, gosh, I wish I could remember the movie. There's a movie with warrior priests fighting vampires. I know that she's going to know who this is. Oh, you need to put that on the site because I'll watch that movie. Uh, Yeah, Um, and they're, they're, they're like out in the West... And there's and a train full of vampires. It is actually called Priest, and it's got Paul Bettany. And... Paul Bettany, yeah. yeah. So the cross on this teller at the bank was bigger than Bettany's cross. <laughs> okay, yeah. it, was, it was like across both eyebrows and all the way down to the middle of her nose. I'm like, what was she like first, and the guy was just doing it for scale? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you in a metal band? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. You're right, the movie's called Priest, yeah. Um, I know I'm right. Carl Urban was the bad guy. Yes, he, oh. he was. He was a well. I mean, if we say too much, we will ruin. I don't want to ruin it for the for the for the goon. No. Okay, I will. You, I will, you go will enjoy it. I will. I will send you the link to it. Now, um, now, down here in the bunker, can you hear the canine protective force here at Stately Goon Manor? No, because yeah. you're using the right <laughs> microphone. It, are the, you currently in Defcon Fido? Apparently, we are because no no one's no one's home in Stately Goon Manor other than myself tonight. And it is snowing hard, and they, uh, they apparently the feel the need to bark at my neighbors, which I'm going to let them continue. Are they barking at the neighbors or the snow? God knows. <laughs> I had a, my 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 dog used to bark at the snow. They bark at me it's, when it's I falling come home. on my property. Why are you here? You know, he <laughs> I walk, walk up the walk, woof either. woof woof woof, growl growl. I'm like, I I live here. I'm one of the ones that feed you. Right. Please look at my ID card. Look carefully. It's my face. You know, the dog's going. That doesn't look like you. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like you. Next. 
Look, there's I've a, got all these badges. cover charge to come into the building today, sir. <laughs> when your dog turns into a bouncer. Hey, I'm sorry you're not attractive enough to live here. Oh, oh, coon. You poor thing. I know. It's horrible. Oh, well. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, so um, this weekend... Uh, has been uh, been kind of special. Well, well, I, we're we're bragging on our kids, um, and and don't get me wrong, performing at Carnegie Hall, outstanding. That's just fantastic. She deserves all the credit. For however she got her talent, I'm you know it's probably not from you, but that's okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> in the category of not getting their talent from their children, um, yeah. So my child. Um, applied to two Catholic high schools and uh, received email notification um, that he had been accepted to both. So now, of course, the big decision, which one are you going to choose? <clears throat> the Archdiocese of Baltimore does something I think is a little odd. Now waited for me to change the process. When you take the application test, there's a day-long test that you take to see how you rank and it's kind of like an SATs for Catholic high on that application you have to write down the schools you're interested in going to in your order of preference now at this point you may not have even been to one or more of these schools and you all of a sudden have to say well school A is my preference and school B is my next favorite choice and school C is my next favorite choice so he was interested in two he put them down in a certain order okay so then we go on the interviews, and of course, school number two, we're being interviewed by the principal. And he's like, wow, you picked us as number two. And of course, now that whole conversation gets awkward. <clears throat> and um, the interview go, goes well, and of course, we were lucky enough. He only picked two schools that he wanted to go to, and they both offered him letters of, uh, of application. And they said, be aware, because in the next couple of days, you'll be getting a packet with more details. Okay, so the packets arrived yesterday. And we opened up the packet for school number two, and it's all very nice, and it's all a lot of details, da-da-da-da-da. And, of course, my wife is like, well, you know, where do we apply for financial aid? Hmm, okay. I'm like, um, I don't know if we're going there, so why bother? So we get to packet number one. And um, so packet number one has a letter, you know, congratulations, and it has a second letter that says, we think so much of you that we are offering you a four-year scholarship which works out to about two-thirds of the cost of tuition. Which, you know, as far as I'm oh, concerned... Yeah. Hallelujah! Yeah, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And I turned to my son and I said, you know the decision just got made, right? He goes, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You know, the good news, it's the one you wanted to go to. So, you know, we wanted to share this, this information. And I told her I was going to do this, so she's going to hear it now. She's not going to be surprised. My mother, bless her heart... We sent those two letters down to her, and I have her on speakerphone as she's reading the second letter, and she gets to the part where it says that there's this tuition, and she starts to cry, and she's so excited, and she says, and I quote, it's so great we finally have a smart one in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Even my wife, who's always up for a good joke at my behest looked at me and went you know and his mouthing did she really just say that and i went oh yeah oh yeah she did 
you know. Well, that's that's going to leave a I mark. chopped friggin' liver. <laughs> well, I also have a brother who's very successful in his field. He has two sons, one is, who is married and a teacher. And I'm like, you just dissed every other genetic male, <laughs> you know, in, 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 our, in, in the crutch, um, you know, uh, family uh, bramble bush there. But, you know, well, we got the smart one now, finally. Finally. Oh, my God, it's taken so long. Yeah. I guess we know who most favored <laughs> grandchild is. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah, wrapped around her finger, he has. But, Mom, all kidding aside, we know how much you love me and him and my wife. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure my wife and him. Nah, you could probably love me, too. You've put up with me yeah. for 55 years. Come on, you're not that dumb. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm. Hopefully, I'll get to that level someday. <laughs> We've forgotten the most we important thing, almost, haven't we? We almost. I was just about, and I looked, and I went. Something very important happened, and it, this is this is all, Chief. You got to help help us, Chief, because we were not worthy to to partake in this event. So, well, since we're let speak- us know how it went. Since we're speaking of our kids, and teaching kids, and accomplishments mm-hmm. of kids. Mm-hmm. My kids got got to see something they have never seen from their dad and their granddad. Really? As, what was that? As we went to go see the Black Panther, and Ooh. and we went to we went to a spot that is you know not not always most reputable, but <laughs> sorta in the hood. And and uh, the, you know the 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 hood rats came out even though it was we we. We tried to go to the first showing on Saturday morning because mm-hmm. we never go on opening day for anything. Right. And that's crazy talk. And whenever we go to this place, it is never it has never since I've been going there had a sold out show in the morning. The mm-hmm. the first couple shows were sold out. We wow. had to get the uh the 3D one in the mm. at noon. And so mm. of course we get it. And true to every uh, hood theater, there's the baby <laughs> crying in the background mm-hmm. and the woman on her cell phone who is literally right behind you. Now, we, we went in a half hour early. How <laughs> they managed to find us <laughs> and sit right behind us, to which they, they hit my dad's uh, chair and he turned around and basically stared at him for an uncomfortable amount of time, at least for me. Now, I know he did not have a problem. And and I was like, man, let the black-on-black violence be on the screen, not in the theater, please. I so want to meet your dad. But in any case, halfway through, we, we are no longer speaking English as Americans because we are so proud of what we see on the screen that we have gone back... To you our have roots. developed your Wakandan accent, have you? So, <laughs> he he went Nigerian, and I went Ghana, and and thus, and my kids were like, "What on earth is happening?" <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I am just trying to figure out when it will be safe for those of us who are melanin deficient uh, to uh, go without feel like feeling like you know we're we're in the seat for somebody else who should be there. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. We gotta wait for Netflix. It was fine. There were there were plenty of people there. It was not. There was nothing in it. And I I had even said like the most. The only thing that could have been considered 
you know, racially insensitive, and even that was more of a, uh, a, a comment on ignorance, because this whole thing was mm-hmm. was a great lesson, as I thought. And I, again, I, I usually read, no, I do read tons of comics, but I have not read Black Panther. And as we're leaving, Pops is saying, I need to go get a Black Panther comic book. No, <laughs> so. Well, that's good. Yeah, because your your dad's actually still reads comics. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Excellent. That's awesome. I heard that the movie's doing really well. It is. I I heard that as well. I didn't know that your dad was Nigerian. <laughs> he is not Nigerian, but that's the <laughs> accent he does. Because if he was, I was going to say, could you get your relatives to stop sending me emails? I'm not going to fall for it. Well. Uh, he couldn't do that anyway. He's not royalty. That is correct. That's, that's true. All those guys seem to be princes that are talking to me. There's yes. a lot of princes over there. All the princes in our family, they, they died long ago. I uh, I always ask them to send me their account where they want me to draw the money from, and I'll go ahead and do that. And they never respond to me. I don't know doesn't, why. That doesn't quite work out, no. Yeah. Well. Well. And well again. <laughs> and well again. <laughs> um, yeah, that was... Um, I really did want to see the movie in the theater. I guess I'd uh, wait a couple of weeks. I'll go I, with I, you. I, There's sa- there safety in numbers. <laughs> well, and certainly in height. <laughs> Unless you go to the hood, and then it doesn't matter what you look like. Right, because I could just have more places to stab you. <laughs> You could look like the people there, as as I learned, <laughs> and still have a problem. Oh my gosh! So anyway, so um, yeah, so we hopefully will be doing our show our uh, regular Wednesday next week, and um, it is not the last show of the week or the of the month. So the chief is still off the hook. I promise to uh, get my lazy butt in gear and uh, and do a better job. And I hope you all enjoyed this show. Good night. The White Man Life.